Hello all, and welcome to episode 12 of Dark Fire Tavern, where heroes meet. I'm JF, better known as Darth Frog, and with me tonight are my two amigos, Prabhu, the man known as Narakesari, and Dars, the one and only Genzik. Nice to have the gang back together. How's it going, guys? Couldn't be better. Pretty strong. We've got three musketeers together. Let's go for it. Amen. <laughs> Um, so on this episode, uh, we're going to look back at the main event that uh, just happened this past weekend. We'll take our first look at the new healer, Hiroshi. And finally, we are going to discuss the value of common heroes. But first, we will discuss the uh, the event. How, how did you guys do? How did you like it? Well, I uh, enjoyed it. Um, once again, I was absent for the second day, for most of the second day. Uh, I had another with the family down at the beach but um it was a pretty fun event it was pretty jam-packed but yeah no still enjoyable i was pretty excited the the new changes with the boss i thought that was cool it's my favorite event so every time they tweak it a bit um it takes a bit to learn but but then i see the benefits to it obviously having a ticket-based event two days in a row i get about five hours worth of sleep for the weekend but it's all good uh, how did you like it as a non-clan leaderboard event? I think that's the first boss that didn't have a clan leaderboard attached to it, like the the Saturday one. I think it's good. I think I think we did really well as a clan, but I think that events like boss battle, we're always going to do good because of our members and, and our account levels. But uh, I think if we're going to lose, it definitely is going to be in levels or waves. I, th I think boss battles i think the developers are moving it that way to give newer clans less ancient accounts maybe some uh, ability to, to overthrow yeah i guess i mean on that point right if you look at boss because people can buy tickets as well it becomes it's a bit of an unfair battle but if you're looking at levels and waves it's pretty much a lot more of an even playing field which uh, definitely does make sense right also, because it's more skill-based, which is why Poker ends up beating everybody. Talking about clan, and we did well, a uh, clan that's starting to make waves, especially early on, and I think it's based right now on their participation, and they win a lot of the smaller events, the uh, the weekly events and stuff, is um, Russian Bears. They were doing so well early on, but their power level isn't high enough right now. But what do you guys think about... Uh, about those guys. No, yeah, I mean, uh, New Kid on the Block. No, definitely. These, these guys are good. I mean, the thing is, is that they seem to have really good organization. They've come from other games. They all play together, which is cool. I mean, it's nice when you have friends that you play with. It makes the game a lot more enjoyable, and therefore you're more likely to share knowledge. And the more stronger clans and the wider, or the bigger the community grows, the better it is for us, right? That, that, that's what we want, right? So, yeah, I'm... I'm cool with it. I think there's another clan up and coming as well. German Rockets who changed their name to Dark Fire Rockets as well. Right. So I think they uh, rebranded in order to increase their appeal. So yeah, I think I think the two of them uh, will definitely two clans to look out for. You know, we were talking about this in Discord the other day as well. And, and you know, when I wake up, they had already played for 12 or so hours. So, I mean, their names are, are one and two normally. Um, and our guys were a little spooked by it, but at the end of the day, I think you need, they need to beat spawns, you know, get to spawn level and, and then maybe we'll, 
we'll be a little concerned. But I think I think a lot of guilds are still quite a ways away from from that. But I think the difference is from those guys and why it does kind of put a little scare in the top clans is that when we used to start, even though, um, you know, the time difference is we always have a few guys that are in those time zones, especially in Lego and Assassins. And you would see still the three big clans up there early. Right. But now we're I'm waking up and I'm looking and it's like, oh, we're 12th. You know, it's like there's a lot more people. So it's great. But I don't want to delve in too much into the, the whole clan thing and whatnot. I just kind of wanted to, you know, shout out. They're doing well. The, the game is growing. It's great. But just back to the event itself. Boss on Saturday was an on-clan event. Normal boss. And then you ta- touched a bit, uh, Jen, on the uh, the difference. But what did you think of the four heroes? How much harder did that make it? It, it was super hard. I mean, last time they had no support heroes. This time, four heroes. It really makes you want to bring hybrid heroes like Klex. And now with this new guy, we'll talk a bit more about. But it uh, it makes you want to bring heroes that can do more than one job. You know, back in back in the older game modes, you would want single target king. You want AOE King. You want those heroes in your party because they fulfill the role. Um, now, when you're only allowed to have four heroes or three heroes, you need to use heroes that can do more than one thing. And it's neat that they're starting to come out with those. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at that, right, I mean, there's so many different variations that can happen in there. I mean, I play such a weird composition. And I know some of the other guys did as well. I think I went through about 12 different teams trying to find a decent team in there. And that's the interesting thing is that what we find will work for us, the higher player levels, might not work for somebody else on intermediate or advanced, right? Because the heroes, they aren't at the same level, they don't do the same amount of damage. And I think that's what makes it so interesting is that there's so many different variations that are coming out in there right now that people are definitely exploring the heroes a lot more. And I think we have deeper dungeons with them for that as well, right? Because it's introducing us to a lot of heroes that we wouldn't have normally used. Yeah, and talking about trying uh, other teams, you posted your team with uh, Vargar in there, and I was like, okay, that's strange, but let me try. And But mine is not really skilled. I think I've got ones across uh, the board, and I used it for one ticket, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, whatever you're doing isn't working for me. It's not going it, to... That's so ineffective. So I, I dropped that right away. I stuck with Lynx quite a bit. Uh, I came to a point where she wasn't taking out the uh, the skeletons. Uh, but beyond that, I actually just remembered that the boss didn't change. It was awesome. I love the fact that it was one single boss the whole time. Yeah, same with me. I mean, a lot of members in D2 have two teams, you know, one for this boss, one for that boss, and they're switching back and forth. And it's a total pain. And you get in a rhythm of fighting the one boss and then all the next time it changes. So that rhythm is off. I really liked it, too. Just straightforward, 20 levels, pounded out. My team, actually, for the four man was was really messed up, too. And it was great. It was definitely I went through about 15 different teams as well. And it was it was relatively fun. I, I think I only ranked seventh or something, but it was fun. Yeah, I think uh, like especially with this right. And I know that we had the uh, three ticket events right. So we had brawls, 
than boss on uh, the Saturday, which is cool because it gave us a lot more energy available because level was 15 level, or was it 10 level on uh, the Saturday. So we had enough energy for the green dungeons 15, as well. 15 Saturday, 10 Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, so we still had enough energy to do the elemental dungeons, which is cool. And I know that on the main Discord and within Clan as well, there were quite a few complaints around oh, to take it items, having to log in all the time, et cetera, et cetera. I know some of, uh, some of the guys in uh, for the podcast in the chat there have mentioned about it. And it had been brought forward to the devs before. I know that Bard, who is a big um, opposer to the ticket items and the you know the, the way that they make you play, he, he raised it as well in the council. And the devs did confirm that we are aware of it. We're working on a solution for it. And we will have something out pretty soon. So if you guys are listening, anybody else out there who did not appreciate the fact that we had so many ticket items, just know that the devs are when working on something. Was that a wink wink to MG Nooms? Yep. <laughs> we had a good chat as well. I'm not against ticket items. I, I think it's a great idea. Um, when there's lane or there's PVP castle, I, I'm fine with sleeping for six hours and getting up and only having five tickets and pounding them out. But with a boss, it's I, I feel it's I can't not pass up those tickets. That's free damage. And uh, so we all know the boss is my favorite, though. But, uh, you know, what about you, Darth? What are you thinking? Well, I always enjoy the uh, the duos that are happening on this part two. But now they gave us this new one, which was a duo, but you could pick from five different uh, heroes, including the new one. I thought that was really cool. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about it. Now, in the announcement, they said that Hiroshi, the new hero, would be available. And the way that it was written, I felt that they had found a way to make the hero available, even if you didn't have him. So I didn't actually unlock him. I could have in, through the totalizer. I could have unlocked him. But I didn't just to see if it, what was going to happen. And he wasn't available. So that was disappointing. But in the end, I um, I love that one with because uh, my three were Hagen, Ellen and Dagmir. Yeah. And I just took two of them. Like so the three combination that you can do. And I ran every level with the two, like with each combination throughout to try to get uh, the best score I could from from all of them. So I had tons of fun with that one. Did you guys like that one? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Hagen coming out again, right? We used him last event. Yeah. Man, he was, he was, a, he was a surprise there. And again, this event, I mean, yeah, so I think he's getting a lot more play. He seems pretty fun. I think we may have discounted him for a bit too long. Um, but his ability is so weird to use. You get so many misses from it. And then you, it's like, well, I have to rerun this now because I clearly, <laughs> wasted a ton of time in here because i missed half the the mob i like the fact some some of the things look like they're built for his ability like the towers were just far enough apart that he could clip them both or you know the two casters were sitting far enough at the end that you could clip them both if you did it right and uh feels like some of the mechanics were made so that we would use him this event. yeah definitely i mean that's the thing that made it so much fun is that it's trying to find out which hero would be best place for what? I know that I used Hagen for the earlier levels, and I used uh, Bag and Ellen for some of the ones towards the end. 
I, th- I think just just uh, the damage from them worked better for me. It's the same. It's the same setup I use. I like the two, he- like the two um, ranged heroes sometimes with Hagen and Ellen because whenever there was those zombies that were popping up, and so they were kind of going at both sides of the of the track, like of the of uh, the map. So they kind of stood in the middle and they were just taking shots and getting rid of those. So that worked out really well in some instances. Other instances, you wanted to have the rage from the crits from Dag's leader ability. Uh, I even tried at some point, my Bjor is only level 17. I haven't fully leveled him up yet. And uh, I did try him and I think he could have been good if he was completely worked on. But mine is also like one 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 zero for his skills. So, I mean, I didn't, uh, I didn't have him built well enough, but I could see that he might have done okay. No, I mean, I have Bjor leveled up, and I've put a bit into his skills as well. He and uh, he was uh, pretty fun. I mean, I just did for fun to see what he'd be like, etc. And yeah, he was fun. Just that charge of his wiping through those groups, and it's like. Yep, cool. Cheers. See you guys later. I mean, but this is the thing, right? There's two heroes that are very similar for me, and that's Bior and... Vargar? Tonio. Reason being is that they both work off when the health drops. They're both kind of like Berserker, Gladiator kind of champions, right? So I was um, way I just... off with Vargar. I went and say oh, yeah, Vargar, that... and then it's like <laughs> Tonio. What? No, but it's just like uh, Tonio to feel... To me, it just feels really lackluster. I mean, I tried him out this event on boss and stuff as well. But I was like, okay, especially when we had the boss on Sunday, right? right. We had those four heroes. And I thought, okay, if I take four damage heroes, because he, his damage increases based upon, his crit increases based upon the more damage dealers that you have in the party and stuff. But his ability doesn't crit. His auto attack damage is decent. He has a slow attack speed. He just doesn't feel epic to me. But again, we're going to get to that. But there's a few heroes that just don't feel epic. Well, I used Tonio today in Deeper Dungeons with four, no, three other uh, damage dealers and a Seppi. I, I cleared four, got killed on five, but I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. Well, I could be wrong there. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I got wiped on five on Deeper Dungeons today as well. Which is brutal. Talking about wiping, what did you guys think about waves? Oh, that was nice. I liked it. Uh, only saw the um that stopgap. I hate is the that was the the one. I, what do they have? They're like chucking poison or something. They just come in on the side, uh-huh. and it's like these big teddy bears throwing something at us, rocks or they're whatnot. Rocks, yeah, they're yeah, rocks. They completely- you got them. You're done. Yeah, it's uh, there was one. It was like it was the first wave, and I was just like, "Yeah, exit." <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> let it go. I just I saw them first wave, and I'm like, "Thank you for this being the first wave," because it was a retry. Like I was trying to get further, so I was just like, right away, it's like exit. Let's let's go on and try again. But uh, no, there was uh, we have to change teams around again and try different things, and uh, but sometimes just so overwhelming. But that's to me is what waves are should be about. Yeah, I mean it was fun. I def- I uh, recall these guys from a few events back, and I was waiting for them to make an appearance. And I was like, hundred, nope, two hundred, nope, 
250? Nope. And I think I had them like four times in a row after that. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, they just they just wipe through your team like as if they're not wearing anything, right? You also make it up there. But again, my my whole thing with the waves though is the the length at which it gets to be hard. I think it's too long. Like to 200, I think Fugs won it with 299. That's too much. Yeah. That's that's a minimum 400 energy you're spending on that. That's too much. Like I think the to- the winner, if the winner was at like 190 or something like that, I think it would be a lot better. Yeah, but then if they do that, then you have to adjust the entire the rewards and uh, the totalize and everything else as well, right? Well, not necessarily. Because, because the amount good, but, but that's because of the amount of points that you get from there. Because you're thinking from from 200 to 400. Let's just say from 200 to 250, right? That's another 500 points. That's what, 25,000? No, 500 times. But how good is that event for free-to-play players? You're basically telling them you're not playing this event. So, I mean, I, I'm okay with events that lean towards the ones that, you know, maybe pay a little bit of money or whatever, but it, it should still be accessible to those who don't, and this one isn't. No, it totally isn't. It's, it's forcing you to spend a minimum X amount of energy to get that. And when they're clan events, there's even more pressure on people. And yeah. I, yeah, I just don't like any of it. But it wasn't this week, so people could no. have just let it go on by. But otherwise, like the, the the waves themselves, I thought was it was done really well this time. But again, I think it should lower the amount. But I mean, for them, it's is is it a money thing too? Like, do they see a lot more spent this way? Who knows? So, what did you guys think about the store? I mean, I was pretty happy. Um, there were some decent heroes in there. I guess all golems. Cruiser was in there, which was pretty cool for Brawl. Um, there's a few other heroes in there as well. Um, Totalizer, I was really happy with that. My 40,000 gold chest, I've got 45 dare cards. So I'm not complaining. Nice. What do you guys think about this store? I think the Totalizer definitely is getting more like it used to be. Uh, when they released Jargon, it was almost the exact same Totalizer back then. You got some epic hero cards, and then that hammer was the last reward. I like the the setup for it. I feel the stores are just too, too expensive. Um, we get so, I guess, climatized to the gems, but I almost found myself clicking on the Ellen cards just to buy them for the sake of buying them but then to think about the value in it that's that's 50 canadian dollars for a hundred and some cards it just it doesn't make any sense um well the way that i looked at it because somebody asked about uh if the iroshi cards were worth it uh his price was a little bit lower than the ellen and i looked at it and i said for that amount of gems which was close to four thousand gems you're getting 2.3 percent of a hero, like of their hero's cards, right? Yeah. So that to me was really not worth it, especially for a rare hero. And Ellen was even more expensive at a few extra or a few less cards. So you're probably yeah. getting 2% of a hero for, like you said, you know, the price of 50 bucks, which just doesn't make sense. But to unlock that hero, if you want to unlock Ellen, although I think she's a core 
like she's a, a basic hero, yeah. right? Yeah. So she's not a special. Need, yeah. So you wouldn't need to unlock, but say it's a, it's a hero you, you want to unlock like Jargon or Lynx or whatever. Then maybe it's worth it to spend yeah. your gems on that. Especially if you take the, if you buy the monthly gem pack, then the price doesn't seem to be as much. A hundred percent with that. I remember in Guild Chat we were talking, and Lynx became available again, and it was about two or three thousand gems, and and everyone was wondering, is it worth it? Is it worth it? And uh, I think you were the first person to say, yeah, if you do not have her unlocked, get on that train. And uh, a lot of our people did. I think I even did at that time. I passed on her the first time she was she was for sale. How are you, my friend? How? <laughs> Um, technically you're subordinate, so we're not friends. <laughs> uh, buddy, you're on our show. <laughs> that's, that's right. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful I, I got a, an invite for sure. But we don't need the band, but we just have the mute button. But I, <laughs> I had, um, you, when you were talking about the, the totalizer, they actually lowered where the gold chest was. Usually the gold chest is on uh, 50,000. And mm-hmm. last time, I think it still was on 50,000. I was pretty sure it was. And the 65,000 was the top uh, reward. This time around, it was only 60,000 for the top reward, which was, again, the epic gear. And the 4,000 was the, the gold chest, which I think was great because if you're, again, a free-to-play you can only go so far. Your account isn't as strong, so you can't go into waves as far and all that kind of stuff. You can actually reach that gold chest a little bit easier. And if you went to 55,000, you actually got epic cards. Like there was, it was 80 Ellen cards. So I thought this totalizer was fantastic. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a good balance in there, right? I mean, if you look at the store, you'll be paying what? 4,000 or 5,000 or something gems for 150 Ellen cards. But at the same time, if you are capable of pushing in the totalizer, which means that you are spending your gems in the game for balls or for waves, etc., then you are going to get it. Then you are going to get an additional reward as well. So I think it does uh, have those benefits in there. Okay, so enough about events, and we've talked enough about that. I don't know if we said anything of significance to anybody out there, but let's move on to our new hero. Just our first thoughts, quick, uh, quick little thoughts on Hiroshi, the new rare water healer? I'm a fan. I'm um, not a super, super fan yet because I haven't uh, maxed her out or, or leveled her as, as high him as high as I would like. I, I think it's pretty cool. Um, so I've been having a bit of a chat with Yaz in-game and uh, or on Discord as well. I ran the numbers and he is a better healer than Imani at level 25. Kind of figured that out anyway. They're both rare uh, water healers. So that's pretty cool. What will be interesting is his fourth buff, right? How often can we get that proc? It's 50%. You combine that with a Sepi or Disk and everything else, and all of a sudden, things become a lot more viable. I mean, he has a long charge time, which is 16 seconds, but you drop off uh, 30% from Disk, you drop off another 30% from Sepi's trap, and yeah, we've got a pretty decent heal time in there, and... Uh, Let's but I don't think do. his fortitude lasts very long, though, right? Nah, it's just three seconds. Yeah, so that's... I I feel like it's a lot like the 
fortitude given by Sasha, right? You have to do an action. Something has to happen for it to trigger. Then, you know, a random selection get the fortitude. And it's for such a short amount of time that a lot of uh, instances, it's just going to be wasted away. So I don't know if I really like it or not that I don't like it, how much I'm going to put into it as my decision to take him as my healer, because sometimes you'll be like, oh, I'm going to heal. And then it uh, triggers, but you're walking towards something else, right? So you've lost your trigger to a fortitude trigger. So the next time you heal, it's not going to trigger. What is it? 40%? 50%. I 50%. mean, the interesting thing is that, yeah, I mean, the the proc charge is pretty decent, right? It's 50%. I think um, the cool thing is, is that I think it's mainly based towards the tank, because if you look at it, you're mainly healing a tank anyways, right? So his pot skill has a 40, 40% chance to heal the team member with the lowest health. So you could actually get a proc on the front line, and if you have somebody attacking your back line, and they've dropped below what your tank was, then you could get a prop back up there and they could that could definitely help them out there. Yeah, I mean it's very situational. We don't know how it's gonna work yet. It's just theory right now. Haven't played around with it too much as it's still quite low. And I honestly believe that, you know, more events, more things that they throw at us, we have to start thinking instead of just bringing the best healer or just bringing the best AoE damage dealer, we need to start thinking, hey, this this character brings a little bit more to the table. Um, let's tweak our teams like that. And on a side note, I think his animation looks pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's our, our first thoughts on him, right? So we haven't seen much of him. Uh, we'll come back to him at another time to uh, to see what we think about him, if uh, we find him interesting enough to talk about him some more. So our secondary topic today is commons. So the reason why we want to talk about commons is because in a lot of games, our commons are are just throwaways. So in this game, the common throwaway would be the gear, right? We don't, we use the gear at the very start for comments and then at one point very quickly you just kind of throw it away it's salvage you look at it as uh as silver shards basically it's not gear but when it comes to the the heroes and the spells themselves they're actually quite good there is no throwaway hero or spell right yeah definitely i mean if you look at it right you have al and fina right they're both two common healers but they're the best healers in the game Right. Hands down and aggressive, right? So you look at that, and they are a critical part of any team. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, the common heroes in this game are pretty awesome. So, yeah. So I think that... Oh, sorry, Jen, go ahead. I think that's another way where that maybe the developers misstepped with the game, where um, it doesn't feel like a lot of heroes are epic, are rare, are common. I mean... uh, like perhaps just stated that we have two of the best healers are commons. Um, the lightning guy, I can't remember his name. Um, Lorenzo, he's awesome. Like he's, he's rock solid. He, he does, he does things that no other hero heroes do. And I, I think the common heroes are where it's at. My boss team had three common heroes in it. And, you know, I, I, I did 
I did okay. But isn't that a good thing, though, in a way? Like, you're saying that the, it's a misstep, but to me, it's a good thing. So say you take um, a Jossie, is that how we say it now? And you take him, and he's such a good hero right off the bat for a new player. And he just works well as you keep leveling him up, and you're not wasting resources. So now, especially with all these different game modes, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's not so good. Sometimes you take, uh, even epics aren't good in certain situations, and sometimes they completely are amazing. And I think that's a good thing because you're not wasting resources and saying, you know, oh, well, I'm never going to use this guy, so I'm not going to put anything into him. He's just a throwaway. I don't think there's any throwaways. I thought Jabari was a throwaway, but now with deeper dungeons, I'm like, I got to start leveling her up, right? So I think that's a really smart way of doing things so that your new players... No, and and I don't mean that as a misstep. I mean... Um, are some of our epic heroes don't feel epic. Some of our rare heroes, like the plant guy, just doesn't feel rare. And then you got heroes like... <laughs> SK said that uh, Gendrick was uh, complicated. But I think it, SK, like when we had an interview with him there last week, was he did say about the epics that when they first started, they had no common rare and epic. Yeah. There was no rarity. Yeah. So the ones that they decided as being epic... And they decided to like, oh, we need to spruce those up. So maybe guys like Tonio and, you know, Zhao and stuff like that, they need to be worked on to make feel epic. So maybe those are the ones that you're thinking of, Jen. But like he stated, you know, they don't want to overhaul or do anything too crazy with the heroes because so many people have already invested so much in them. I get that. But, you know, when I grab an epic hero, I, I want it to to be impressive and and. Right, but Some, let's not take away from the comms. So, like, that's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, it's like the comms are awesome. Yeah, yeah, but if you're talking about impressive, right? Because if you if you look at the ladies, be like, okay, look at look at PvP, right? If you look at race. Who's your team? Otto, Nina, Yera, all comms. Lorenzo, yeah, and then you have Plus or Valdoma for Jen or Bedoma yeah. for the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, right. They're all, they're all common heroes, right? You look at Castle, you got Otto, Uol, Makash, Aelion, Alas. I mean, yeah, they're all common heroes, right? You have, so I think there's definitely something in there that with, with, with the devs actually hit the spang on the head and said, yeah. we want the main aspect of the game to be playable from by everybody and with the base set of heroes, right? Yeah. And I think that's something that's really crucial. So I think the rarity comes... The- yeah, so I think the rarity really comes down to, for the heroes anyways, and the spells, it's not common is worse and rare is better. It's more common, you'll be able to level them up faster. Rares, you'll take it'll take a bit of time. And I think the rares are where you're going to see their power is when they catch up to the commons, right? But in the meantime, your commons are good enough that you can still compete at in every form with just your common heroes because your rares are just a slightly bit better. But I think they, they really nailed it with that. And it's the same thing with the spells. <laughs> I'm, not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of rare spells. I'm not a big fan. Actually, armor's good. Golems is good. Um... But that's just it. Like the the common spells 
are actually quite good. I mean, you've got what blast. What's that? Sludge is 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 a common, and that's a super good spell for PvP. Yeah, I mean, if you uh, look at the spells, right? I got them open in front of me over here. You got protect. You got you got incinerate. Common spells. I mean, those are those are two key spells. You got you got revenge, freeze. I think Jen, you had mentioned about sludge as well. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you look at your core spells over there. A lot of them aid. They're all in the common space, right? And it just shows that yeah. These, these are definitely key ones in there. So I think overall, it's to look at the hero itself or the spell itself and forget what rarity it is. So I think rarity is just a regular tag. And right now they're trying to make epics more epic feeling because they are so hard to get and to level up and you want to make something special. But I think if you take a look at a heroes that are common or rare, commons are just as good, you know, there may be just a step behind rares when they're both fully uh, leveled up. But overall, don't be shy putting your resources in leveling up a common hero, getting their skills up because you are still going to use them down the line. Yeah, I think I was talking about that with one of our members as well, newer guys. And I was saying, you know, you're going to use that hero for the rest of the game. So it's not a waste. Common heroes good. Amen. <laughs> Very good. Rare. All right. Well, well. Before before we kind of move on to the end of the show, uh, what is your favorite common hero, and what's your favorite common spell? Jenzik first. Um, my favorite, I, I think Lorenzo has the most value and usage. Um, I used him last boss when he was buffed and uh last event and i just loved it uh, he he was a tanky enough that uh, he was able to do well and his damage was was really good super happy with that hero i mean but i think everyone loves him um and my favorite spell i like aid aid is just quick easy in a pinch um especially with this last boss where you could only bring four guys in i didn't use a healer for for think almost all of it and i was able to spot heal people to, to just keep them up and then it would cycle my other spells so that i would live through it that's about it perhaps well since jen took lorenzo who oh you can mine, take lorenzo too it's what's your favorite <laughs> nah mm, i'm gonna go with you know <laughs> she's yeah no Mina's awesome uh, she also does some decent damage uh, when you when you gear her. She has a decent attack speed. Favorite spell? Protect. What about you, Dot? What's your favorite? For mine is actually one that I've only started using recently, and it's uh, Bizarre. And I just use him for everything now. Uh, probably used to be, who knows, but now, no, I really like him. And for spell, I probably would have to say that it's between rage and burn i love burn because of levels and the way that you use burn at the uh it can up your score sometimes so i'm really liking that but rage is probably one of my favorites for sure even though i don't even use it in race a lot of people use it in race but for me it's mostly levels and uh, events i like that spell too did you uh you use bizarre in uh your boss battle this weekend 
Your four I man? Tried once or twice, and I was like, nah, he's not working for me. I didn't have everything else to kind of make it work. I think that was the Prabs team that I was talking about earlier with uh, Vargar in there, and it just. I think my Vargar wasn't good enough to make bizarre tick. So, well, we were talking about that in in our chat, and uh, so I took that information and I used Otho, Bizarre, Silva, and I forget what my fourth hero was. But Otho was jumping around and he was placing totems, and again, I, I only got to seventh, but um, it worked really good. That's a really weird team. It worked. It worked. I was doing about 60k damage. It, Salvo was the only one that was damaging, but I was doing about 60k every ticket there near the end, which was okay. Yeah. Yeah, in the end, that's the only guy who was using his ult on the boss was uh, Salvo for me as well. But I, I stuck through with uh, with Lynx. Yeah, I just, I can't, I know you guys love her. I just can't see the, I can't see the appeal. Sorry. Yeah. No, I ran Vulgar, Bizarre. Clex and there. The cool thing was that Varga had his ability up for every group of skeletons that came up. Yeah. But if uh, Bizarre also had this totem available, if anybody targeted him, yeah, because he has that skill, but also um, for when the big skeletons came in, so that way he protected Clex uh, and the rest of the team from being targeted because he has the taunt on it, right? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I used. Well, no, I didn't, but yeah. So we've come full circle. We've started with events and mostly boss, and we ended with boss. So that brings us to last call. So I'm going to take this one because I have a question, and I've asked it. I've gotten different answers, but now I want to know. Which one of you kicked me? <laughs> so it was nice to bring you up to d2 over the weekend it's been a while since all three of us fought and um i i definitely like the fact that you're back in d d2 for a bit especially for events but um but <laughs> i have this small grudge where somebody kicked me from guild not too long ago i and and the fingers pointed to you so I just put my boots of relocation on and had to pay it forward. <laughs> so when you get kicked, for those who haven't been kicked before, you get a little notification. You've been kicked from your clan in your mailbox. And I will keep that little treasure forever in my mailbox. My mailbox will never be clear because I will never remove that you've been kicked from your clan <laughs> from my mailbox ever. It's it's too funny and yeah. Imagine how it felt for me. I logged in and I had been removed from my own clan. Like, what is going on here? And then I realized that I created that monster. Well, at least you didn't have to wait out in the call for half a day. <laughs> it felt like it. And with that, on behalf of myself, Jenzik, and Narakessary, have fun storming the castle.